my God. I, I hope you're all in too. Whatever it takes, I'm all in. You know, I um, wanted to play that um, as my uh, LG would say the, it was a praise break. It was a time to, to play the tambourine, to beat the drums and to, you know, and to get your dance on with the Lord. I'm all in. You know, I, I hope that you're all in on this fourth day of March. It is um, in this dispensation of grace, 2021. And you're listening to uh, Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Anderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, Incorporated, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. That is P-Town. California. All right. I hope you're excited about the Lord. I hope your day is blessed. Uh, maybe you're just starting your day. Maybe you're getting ready for work. You know, you're on a graveyard shift, you know, or, or, or driving up to get some coffee or, you know, whatever you're doing. I, I pray and I hope that it's a blessing that, you know, uh, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're not dealing with, you know, that uh, let's look unto the Lord. He is the author and finisher of our faith. David said, I'm going to look towards the hills, but which come in my help. My help come from the Lord. And so we know where our help come from. It comes from the Lord. Uh, the Bible tells us his name is a strong tower and the righteous can run into it and be safe. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. Now, last Thursday evening, I attended a youth revival. Um, and uh, and man, I, I'm telling you, Bishop McIntosh, uh, he delivered as expected. Uh, you know, the preacher needs to uh, be rejuvenated too. And so I went and got my electrolytes as well. And so I was right there along with the young people. I was there with the young in heart. And... Uh, and, you know, and those that are not, but I was right there with them um, and getting uh, rejuvenated and being blessed by the word of God. You know, I like when I go and visit uh, other churches and um, I'll go and sit in the back, sit in the center row, you know, and um, you don't have to, I, I don't go to be recognized or anything like that. I go because I want to be blessed. I want to hear the song that's being sung. I, I, I want to be blessed. I want to enjoy the word of God. I want to enjoy the praise and the worship and and as well as participate in it uh, too. And so I thank God because it was a, really a blessing. And um, and I heard others echo the same thing, um, um, not just on that Thursday night, but on that Friday night as well. And so um, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. And we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Now, we're taking this year with purpose, and I hope you are too. I know I, I am. And I, this is not just a theme for the year so that you can say, oh, we had a theme this year. No, take the year with purpose. There is purpose God has designed and he has, just like he said, there are benefits daily 
uh, every day we wake up, there's benefits and it's up to us to recognize that, that there are benefits this day and to embrace those benefits, to look for and walk with expectation. And so taking the year with purpose, I'm, I've got my hand in a few different things and, and enjoying the, the time and the space that God has given me. I want to direct your attention to the, the 15th chapter of Acts, it's Acts 15. And, um, you know, and so and take this year with purpose. You enjoy all that there is to that God has to benefit you. And listen, let me tell you something from life experience that you may not understand everything that you deal with. You may not understand everything that come your way. And that's all right. You don't have to, you know, but um, I, I believe somebody said that um, uh, that um that one day, one day you'll you'll get it by and by, you know. Uh, so when the by and by has occurred, you'll get it. And so don't worry about what you don't understand today. Just embrace what God has for you, and know that all things work together for the good of them that love Him. I just want to give you a little time to turn to Acts fifteen. I'm going to begin at the first verse and read a few verses. Well, a little more than a few. I'm going to read down to the ninth verse. It says, and a certain man which came down from, and certain men, excuse me, and certain men uh, which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. And that's a terrible statement to hear, that you cannot be saved you would have had to do some terrible things to to fit into that phrase, to fit into that saying, you cannot be saved. Uh, in this instance, they were being told, except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. When therefore Paul and Barnabas, remember Paul and Barnabas are evangelizing. They're out on a doing the work of the Lord, because the Lord says, separate me, Paul and Barnabas, uh, for, for the work of the ministry. And so they were evangelizing. Uh, some would say that they were missionaries. No, they were evangelizing. Uh, th that's one of the gifts that the Bible speaks about. And the Bible said that there is, he gave some um, apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, uh, pastors, teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the minister, till we all come in the statue of the man Christ Jesus. Uh, there are some um, uh, titles that people have that is nowhere in scripture. However, um, whatever title you have or don't have, you better live saved. One, one thing for sure is you better be holy unto the Lord, because uh, the Bible said, uh, be ye holy, for I am holy, and without holiness no man shall see the Lord. So forget about the titles. Let's think about the life, and that is a life of holiness. So Paul and Barnabas were evangelizing, and uh, this uh, situation came up. Um, and so when, therefore, Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dis, uh, disputation with them, they determined that Paul, Barnabas, and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. And being brought on their way by the church, they passed through and sent 
of his sins and Samaria, declaring the conversation of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy unto all the brethren. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders, and they declared all things that God had done with them. But there arose certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which, which believed, saying that it was needful that uh, needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. And the apostles and elders came together to consider the matter. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men, brethren, know ye not that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as ye uh, did, even as he did unto us, and put no uh, and and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, uh, just as a thought, I, I'm, as a thought, just want to say that it's not about the outerwear. It's not. It's the heart. It's about the heart, not the outerwear, but the heart. You, you know, outerwear is the covering, everything that we do that gives our outward appearance, you know, outerwear, uh, active wear, tailored wear, glad rags, whatever you want to call it, you know, um, but uh, understand something. You can put on a LeBron James jersey or you could put on a Russell Wilson jersey. It doesn't make you them. You may not even play like them or even come close to it. All It's just an outer appearance of something that might look nice. It might look right, but it's not about that. It's about the heart. It's about what's going on on the inside and understand that it's from the inside out, not the outside in. Now, circumcision is defined as the surgical removal of foreskin. Genesis uh, 17 uh, talks about this. It says that when Abram was 90 uh, years old and nine, so he was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And so the Lord calls for perfection. Uh, he calls for, and yes, so whatever the Lord tell us to do, we are capable of doing it. He told him to walk before me and be perfect. And I will make uh, my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him. Uh, note that many times when the Lord visit um, uh, visit uh, individuals throughout the Scripture, uh, there's not a full blown conversation. Uh, there are times that there that there come some interaction, but not all the time. Uh, they found themselves postate in the presence of the Lord. You know, so sometimes the Lord comes in, even today, uh, come into the service and and it leaves you speechless. It leaves you without uh, anything that you can do. And, uh, you know, and so uh, those that always hear from the Lord and they're sitting down having a full-blown conversation with him, uh, you know, makes you wonder uh, what's really going on.
uh, because the scripture tells us that people fell on their face. And sometimes the spirit of the Lord comes in and the service, the church service that was planned uh, is, is just all disrupted. And it's, it's not a bad thing because the spirit of God is moving in such a way that uh, no one can minister. The Bible said that the spirit of the Lord went into the temple and the ministers and everybody was it was over. They were no more good. And so they could not minister or do anything because the spirit of the Lord was there. And, and that's where you want to be. You want to be in the service where the spirit of the Lord is moving. You want to be in a service where where when Lord come in, everybody is magnifying the Lord. Everyone is seeking him. Uh, and so uh, and listen, let me say something right quick. When the spirit, when, when we talk about worship and praise, I'm just going to touch this. And when, we, when we talk about worship and praise, that is a moment of adoration. That is a moment for you to express to the Lord. Uh, it, it's a moment for you to call on his name. Now, when I say call on his name, that means say calling Jesus. It doesn't mean saying in the name of Jesus, every other word you say in the name of Jesus. That is a signature at the end of a statement. Uh, that is an endorsement at the end. But you're supposed to be in praise and worship mode. And so that means that it takes you to a different place. The whole service that we're, that we're involved in is in the name of Jesus, at least far as Cornerstone is. is it, the, the whole service is embodied in worshiping the name of the Lord reverencing the name of the Lord. And so uh, and so it leaves us right there. It leaves us prostrate uh, that we cannot do anything except worship and adore him, just reference him. And so the Bible said that the Lord began to speak with him. It said, as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name anymore be called Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee, and uh, I will make thee with the, uh, make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee and their generation for everlasting covenant. To be a God unto thee, and thy father and thy seed after thee, and I will give unto thee and to thy seed there after thee the land wherein thou art stranger, and all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. This is my covenant, which uh, ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee every man child here we go every man child among you shall be circumcised and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin and if ye shall be and it shall be a token of covenant between me and you so circumcision is about a covenant that has been made between uh God and his people. Now, Israel had a lot of pride in this. Israel had a lot of pride when it came to their lineage. But as a uh, religious nation, 
uh, Judaism, you know, we sometimes instead of saying children of Israel, we'll say the Jews. But uh, Jews, when we talk about Jews or, or Jewish, uh, we're really talking about Judaism, the practice of the religion, and that is them serving um, God, sovereign God, the monotheistic view of God, that uh, there is no other God. And so uh, they lacked obedience. Therefore, uh, the true intention of God was not applied uh, as it should have been for everyone. Circumcision was widely practiced by Israel. It was practiced by the Egyptians. It was practiced by the Canaanites, and just to name a few. Circumcision had an important meaning to them, and it was important. It has an important meaning for us today. Circumcision signified their responsibility, their response and responsibility to serve as a holy people, God's elect, his saints uh, in this world to be holy. And because holiness is uh, in a world where holiness is not the norm. In God's kingdom, holiness is the norm. And here, uh, where we are today, it is not the norm. And so, but we're called to, to live among, uh, to be in this world, but not of this world. We're in this world, but we wear this world like a loose garment. We're ready to shed it off at any moment. And especially in the moment of twinkling of an eye, uh, when we shall be changed. To go without circumcision, uh, and that day meant you were not in covenant agreement with God. And when I say that day, I'm I'm speaking about uh, before the uh, before the veil and the temple was torn. And so, uh, uh, to go without circumcision meant you were not in covenant agreement with God. And certain men which came down from Judah taught the brethren, except ye be circumcised, uh, as as pointed out by Moses, you cannot be saved. You know, I, I would that would be pretty heart wrenching to be told that uh, by anybody. Uh, but they didn't know um, any better. I'm gonna put it that way. They didn't know any better. You know, my Godfather said one day, and I, I take this very seriously. He said the the worst uh, the the two words that you that you don't want to hear is too late. Those are two words that you don't want to hear in your life. Too late. And certainly, um, in a moment in twinkling of an eye, if you're not ready, if you've not been circumcised, and we're going someplace with this, then it's going to be too late. Now, this was a big deal because the man uh, uh, was teaching this, did not understand the dispensation of grace. Therefore, they continue to teach the law of Moses. Now, it's clear today as why they felt and did not uh, and did certain things. Now, this is it. I'm giving you a hint here. Here's a hint. Um, blindness will cause you to act a certain way. Okay. Blindness will act, cause you to act a certain way. Now, for those of you listening, Bible students, uh, uh, uh uh, if you understand what the hint that I just gave, look up the scripture and, and post it right now. Um, use your comment section of uh, uh, on the um, on the on the listening on your phone and post the scripture in reference to the statement that was just made. 
Now, John 1 and 17 says, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The evangelists, Paul and Barnabas, had been, um, in, they had been enlightened. Enlightenment or rhema uh, uh, does not reside outside the word of God. The scripture always validates the message and the messenger. Now, dispens the, the dissension that occurred, there was a disagreement, the disputation that, uh, that occurred, this debate ensued. So they went up to Jerusalem to present the matter to the apostles and elders. Note there was uh, no official list except those who had now joined them to be uh, that was making up what we refer to as the body of Christ or the church uh, through baptism and the seal of the Holy Ghost. The apostles and the elders were there to consider the matter. Uh, uh, and so uh, after being uh, brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria and Samaria and declaring the conversation of the Gentiles and they caused great joy unto the brethren. So even while they were traveling, this was about a, this was about a 250 mile journey. So this was no short trip uh, going back to Jerusalem from where they were. And, and so as they traveled, uh, and even though they were in disagreement about something, it did not deter them from their primary responsibility of teaching, preaching, sharing, declaring that Jesus saves. It didn't defer them. They weren't walking up the up the highway trying to get back to Jerusalem um, uh, and, and not magnifying the Lord. They were still uh, carrying out their responsibility. How is it we allow so many distractions to come between us and our responsibilities? How is it we allow so many things? Somebody says something to you and now you don't want to serve the Lord. Somebody said something or corrected you um, in, in a, in a, even in a service. And now all of a sudden you got resentment. That's because you're so caught up in your flesh that you've forgotten about God, that you're to obey the word of God. You're to obey uh, what is being, what God has structured. I'm finding out God has structured uh, his his worship service. God has structured his praise. God has structured the, the church itself, the service. And if you're following along on Tuesdays in Ezekiel, we'll get to that uh, because what God has called us to do, uh, that's what we're supposed to do. Uh, I, there are so many things that we have implemented, uh, organizations, um, different uh, facts of, of religion have uh, implemented and started so many different things of tradition that are that's totally outside the scripture. And they, they've done it all in the name of, of, let's do it this way that we might attract attention. And how about if we just do what God says do and he'll attract the attention? How about if we do what God says do? Uh, it's like when they were moving the Ark of the Covenant and the wheel came off. It seemed okay to jump up and try to put that wheel back on, catch it from falling and all that. But God had the ability to cause that art to levitate he had the ability to perform a miracle right there in front of and that's what we want we want god to to be god 
and to do what God wants to do. And so we don't want to program God out. We don't want to uh, do things that's going to leave him. Instead of him being in the sanctuary, he, he's been placed on, on Paul's hold outside uh, of what, you know, the service. And so distractions, different things that we allow to be in our lives that we should not allow and relationships, uh, you know, various friendships, all kind of stuff working there. We, we just allow these things, these simple distractions uh, to get between us and our responsibilities. The fourth verse says, um, and when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders. And they declared all things that God had done with them. Are we rehearsing it again? Are we rehearsing what God has done? Are we declaring all the things that, had, that God has done with us? Where is your testimony at of what God is doing, of what God has done? We've entered this year. We're on the fourth day of, of March. Is there a testimony of what the Lord has done since we've entered uh, this, this new year? What has the Lord done? So uh, we should be rehearsing that. We should be talking about the, how the Lord has blessed. And certainly since we are recipients of the blessings of Abraham, mm -hmm. the Lord, when he spoke to Abraham about the covenant, about a covenant, about circumcision, he spoke to, he spoke to him about blessing all of those that would be part of his seed. That includes us. That includes us. And so the fifth verse says, but there was certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believe say that it was needful to be circumcised and and to command them to keep the law of Moses. The Pharisees were a special, oh, special, so many, we like special. The Pharisees were a special group or sect from the group called the Husidim. And they believed in keeping the law and in ritual purity. In other words, they Let's keep the law of Moses. Let's follow. Let's follow the. Let's follow this, the what the scribes have written, step by step. However, this got them in trouble because they placed burdens upon people that did that should not have existed. Now, I want you to understand something that that just came to mind, and that is this: that what they were saying had some validation to it. However, those that followed the what Moses had written, the, the commandments and all that, that God had gave Moses and throughout the scripture from Genesis up until the 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 uh until the crucifixion of Christ and and the resurrection and um and, and the dispensation of grace began that those that followed that um if you note something, Moses, there was miracles. There was the presence of God that was at work in the lives of the prophets uh, throughout the Old Testament, the lives of the, of the people of God, that there was great miracles that was done. But when you get to the Pharisees, when you get into that area of the uh, of the Pharisees and the different sects that was created, where are the miracles at? Where is the testimony? 
And if they were following what, what God was actually saying with the true intent behind it, it was not accompanied with the breakthrough that the prophets and Moses and all of them experienced uh, because they, uh, the Pharisees, they were good about following the dictation of the word, but you don't see any spiritual life. You don't see a spiritual life there. And Matthew 23, one through four says, then spake Jesus unto the multitude and said to his disciples saying, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses seat, all therefore whatsoever they bid you observe. Okay, so we're gonna follow the word of God that observe and do, but do not do after their works for they say and do not. So see, they talked a good game, but they didn't, they didn't truly do it. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous uh, to be born and they lay upon man's shoulders, but they themselves will not move with one of their fingers. They won't help. So basically what they were doing was causing a conversion. Uh, they wanted to cause the Gentiles to become proselytes. They wanted to convert them to Judaism and they wanted them to follow all of these rituals. Uh, you know, we, we, there are so many, there are rituals. I'm, I'm not going down that path. Let me, let me, uh, my mind went into an area, but, but listen, we, we follow holiness. We don't follow the traditions of men. Uh, we don't follow um, what has been established by Constantine of Rome. And I'm going to stop right there. All right. And so the, the sixth uh, verse says, and the apostles and elders came together. They came together for to consider of this matter. Now they consider that they, the matter, it took them some time to evaluate. They had to pray about it because they needed to ensure the righteousness of God prevailed. When we have a situa situation, don't be a rush. Don't be in a rush to, to give an opinion. Uh, the Bible even tell us not to judge a matter before it's time. So we need to slow down, stop, stop your roll and pray. You may need to consecrate. You may need to fast. You may need to, to shut the door and shut people out so that you can hear from heaven. You can hear and understand what God is saying. And so they did. They considered the matter. It took some time to evaluate. They had to pray about it. They had to ensure that the righteousness of God prevailed. But we don't want to pour ourselves into this. Our personal feelings usually dictate, usually it's dictated by the flesh, the way we feel. And we need to avoid our feelings uh, dictating uh, our actions. Self-righteousness, self-righteous be uh, behavior uh, has no part in church administration and the leading of God's people. Uh, these are God's people. And so therefore they are to be led of the spirit of the Lord, not by our personal feelings, not by our opinion, not by the dictation of the flesh, God forbid. And so the seventh verse says, and when they there had been much disputing, Peter rose up. Now, remember Paul and uh, Barnabas is there. Now, I want to point this out real quick is that Paul was a Pharisee. Paul was one that um, uh, he said that in his testimony, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees uh, because he studied and he studied well. You know, we should study and we should study well. Not only should we just we should study and study well our um our uh, what the word of God says, we should do the same thing for our jobs too. 
And, and so, you know, become efficient in what we do. And so Paul was very thorough in what he did. And, um, and, and so even when he was crucified and when he was bringing about affliction upon the people of God, he did it because he, he didn't understand. Uh, there he, he, was, he was blind. Uh, and he was blinded. He was blinded spiritually, and he was blinded uh, naturally. And, and so, I, I hope you found that I gave you a hint uh, um, about that, about why they were in the situation, and, and this dispute came up. But listen, uh, there was disputing, and so Paul had a view. Paul had a view that he could give that others may not have been able to give. And during the time of their the, the work of the ministry, he I'm sure that he as as he was mentored by Barnabas, who was already a minister. Um, that as he mentored him, I'm, I'm going to refer to him not as a minister. I'm going to say elder because he was a, he was a more mature, and he he took Paul and men, mentored him. Uh, that they may have had conversations and brought about certain awareness. And so he was, Paul was able to really get in and dive into some things because uh, he took the time to sit down and to understand. And, and so um, after much disputing, Peter remembered and Peter rose up. I threw that word remembering there. Peter rose up and said unto them, men and brethren, you know how that a good while ago, God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And so Peter, Paul, Barnabas, uh, Deacon Philip, uh, Luke, and others could testify that God has saved them and saved others without prejudice. So there are a body of witnesses. Now, Peter is recalling his experience of how he went to Cornelius' house and um, after being um, instructed by the Lord that what he has cleansed don't call uncleansed. And go down, and so he went down to Carnelia's house. Carnelia had got all the friends and family together, told them that that uh, Peter was coming. Elder Peter was coming, and uh, Peter went there. And as he began to speak the word, the Holy Ghost filled, and uh, and after, and, and then they were all baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. And so, uh, and and not only them, but remember, Philip met the eunuch. Uh, on his way and the eunuch uh, from, from the queen of Ethiopia. Um, and so uh, he uh, heard the gospel. Uh, uh, Philip preached Christ to him from the book of Isaiah. And the eunuch then was baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. And then Philip was caught away. And Luke was there and Barnabas was there as a witness with Paul as far as what the work was being done and how God was blessing. And so the eighth verse says, and God which nor of the hearts, bear them witness, talking about the Gentiles, and giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did us, and put no difference between us and them. So even though you may have been circumcised nat naturally, you may have been physically, the foreskin may have been cut off on, the eight, on your eighth day when you were born, uh, and they may not have had this done, but there is, but God still bless and save them. God is able to do what he wants to with any and every body. He's the only one I know that can take nothing and make something. Put no difference between us and them in purifying their hearts by faith. I want to leave you with this scripture. 
it says Deuteronomy uh, 10, uh, 12, 16. It says, and now Israel, Israel, church in the wilderness, Israel, the church that had been that passed through the Red Sea and was baptized in his name. But that goes way back. And now Israel, what doeth the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord with thy to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day uh, for thy good. Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens of the Lord is the Lord's thy God, the earth also and all that therein. Only the Lord had a delight in his fathers to love them and thy fathers to love them. And he chose their seed after them, even you above all people, as it is this day. Circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your heart and be no more stiff-necked. Don't rebel against God. Don't try to do it your way. It's not your interpretation. It's what God has said. And that's for all of us. So circumcision is about today is the is the foreskin of our hearts um and so that's important you know as they say wash your hands as they say you know wash your face spend up spend some time you know nurses and doctors and there are people all over the places telling us you know um how to be clean but what about your heart are you cleansing your heart it's important that you cleanse your heart your heart be circumcised remove the foreskin of your heart that's what the lord is looking for the inner workings not this outward appearance of of keeping a bunch of rituals but it's from the heart it's from the heart father in the name of jesus we thank you and honor you lord god for your word lord jesus this short exhortation short teaching about circumcision lord god and most of all that we should present our hearts pure before you that's something that you have given us the ability to do, Lord God, and you will co-sign, you will put place your signature and your approval upon it when we do. Father, I pray and ask that you will bless those that have heard your word, those that are uh, participating in your word, Lord God, and we just pray and ask that they will be blessed whether they're getting up, laying down in the middle of the day, whatever the situation is, Lord God, bless them in the name of Jesus, amen. Now, I asked a question a little while ago. If anybody had the, had the scripture, was able to find the scripture in which I, I mentioned? If not, I'll give it to you this time. But the Bible said that uh, they were blinded, that we were grafted in. And we, we were grafted in because the Jews were blinded. Uh, Israel were blinded. And so we were grafted in. Had they not been blinded, then the rapture would have taken place because that's what Daniel saw. Daniel saw the dispensation, excuse, he didn't see the dispensation. He saw the Messiah being cut off and immediately he saw the church being caught up. But blindness, uh, the Lord sent his blindness uh, so that we could be saved. He had a plan, he had action from the foundation of the world and he carried it out 
And so because they were blinded, that's why they acted a certain way. That's why they thought it was supposed to be a certain way. You know, that's why they made certain decisions. So it's not always about that somebody is like uh, Paul. Paul said, I did it. I persecuted the church out of ignorance. I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I was smart. Uh, but um, but man, I, I really uh, felt like a fool now that I do understand the truth. You know, the, the truth of uh, shame us. But God doesn't come to shame us. He come to make us right. Mm -hmm. that, that's called conviction. And conviction will make us feel bad for a moment. Let us know we're going the wrong way. Uh, with that being said, uh, I pray that you have a blessed day. Play a blessed evening. You know, remember the songs uh, of this, um, the songs uh, that are, are respectively the property of our songstress, the artists, and their producers. Again, this is uh, Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed. God bless you. God bless you.